0: Two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world
1: collide. This is When Crit Happens. Okay, well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rock Hatima.
0: Welcome. Hello.
1: Welcome. What's
0: up, y'all? <laughs>
1: I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, he, they, and I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson.
0: Welcome back, creatures. It's your girl, Titan Yabel, a.k.a. Joshua David Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> and Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. They're just shaking. They're shaking. Okay. I- Seaweed. Uh, the bit has continued. Uh, they are now. The bit never ends. Air.
2: The bit lasts for three years. I play Su, she, her. I go by they, them, and my name is.
0: And then, uh, then the, the shaking dancing. comes doing back. A dance yep. and
1: okay, doing a little so shake. <laughs> yes. Great. The name is a dance. <laughs> Beautiful. And Kylie Marie Brinkman.
3: Hello. Kylie Marie Brinkman playing Joe, Josephina Wick. And we both use she, her pronouns.
1: Hmm. All right. Well. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. Happy Juneteenth. Even though this isn't coming out on Juneteenth. It's true. Or oh, is it? True. You don't know. Happy August. <laughs> probably. Yeah,
0: It's probably like 3rd. August 3rd. For those of you who are listening to this on a Juneteenth in the future, Happy Juneteenth. Yes. <laughs> happy Christmas. Yes.
2: Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, 4th we started of July. every episode that okay. way. Happy <laughs> Easter. Okay. I think happy... we probably should.
0: We, that would actually be excellent if we just started every episode. For those of you
1: listening to this on Juneteenth, happy Juneteenth. You? And <laughs> you keep it moving. In my script, in my recording script, that is the one line that has never changed because we recorded our first episode on Juneteenth and I just haven't had it in me to remove that line. <laughs> so yep, <laughs> I, I usually don't say it, but it always says in my recording script. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the world of Raghatima, it is only like three days since <laughs> the beginning of, <laughs> of no our way. campaign. No oh, way. It's like two hours. Exactly we've, been,
2: we've been playing for two hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, last yes. episode, we began with a gray ship of Aegir rounding Typhon Head, making its way towards Stormhaven. Joe, you recognize it as the gray heron, the vessel that your mother Tala, is expected to be aboard sometime in the near future on her journey back to Arboreas. Mm. The boat began evasive and aggressive maneuvers in evasive the entry and aggressive that that's bad. a rare
0: combination,
1: yeah, well, there was a lot of there's a whole fleet of pirate ships that it's coming up against, so you know, it was like evading some, aggressing others. i yeah, I'll defend this too, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the pirates generally agreed that sacking the ship would not be a good idea, including Blue Nose Betty, who is the captain of the Fang and Bone, the other, one of the other larger ships in this pirate fleet. Uh, but she had stayed aboard the Stargazer the previous night, along with the Admiral, Jaquetta Darkwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, whether she stayed because she was being a supportive partner or there was some kind of underlying insecurity in the relationship Perhaps they are the only people We'll leave people that to you all <laughs> to know. decide. Yeah. But the result was that without their captain, the Fang and Bone crew entered what they would normally do when a ship was approaching and began running up their black flag and preparing for battle. With the help of Jasu, Fanny's semaphore was seen by the crew of the Fang and Bone, uh, which let them know that the plan was to not attack. And they stopped there.
0: That's the flag dancing that says words. Semaphore. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's Uh, flag dance. That's nice flag
1: dance. As the gray heron got closer, it became apparent that there was a person at the bow who was preparing to cast some sort of spell. But Titan... Your magic worked first, and you used your message cantrip to start a little conversation with the man who was named Latadeus Thembalon.
0: Latadeus Saints, y'all.
1: Through that (laughs) conversation, an incredible trope. (laughs) You discovered that Tala, Joe's mom, was not aboard the ship, but decided that it would still be a good idea to have a face to face conversation. You learned that there are currently issues between the Houses of Learning, in particular the Inori House of Learning and the larger Agerian Council of Regents, which are keeping her there. Latideus said that he needed to go to the capital, Mir, and that they were also sending for Jamlai, Malaya's father, who you know is currently in the capital. So you worked out an exchange. They would pass along word about the current Koro aggression in the Stormhaven region, and you would distribute their mailbag to people here. This mailbag includes a letter from your mom, Joe, to you, along with a necklace of hers. And just before you left, Latidaeus mentions that many people consider Suleon to be a cult. Rude. And then he dropped the mic and hopped on the ship. He dropped and, no mic.
2: There was no mic to drop.
1: <laughs> and then the two ships parted. Theirs sailing away east towards Angeron Mir, and yours sitting among the motley fleet of pirate vessels at the mouth of Deep Reach Bay. And that is where we are now.
2: Ooh. I jump into the water and start swimming.
1: Oh which direction? <laughs> where?
2: I just start going down. Just start swimming down. No, down? I'm sorry.
1: To the <laughs> sorry. depths. I
2: just yeah. I just I jump off. Jump. Hey, there's the a bottom. shipwreck
1: here. We've. <laughs> we might
0: find some treasure. So, uh, Jasu, Titan notices Jasu standing precariously close to the end of uh, edge of the the ship. Boo, you okay? I know um, Latter-day is, you know, at the end there, he started popping off at the mouth a little bit about, about your girl, Sulion. Uh, you all right?
2: You just see Jessu sort of staring off a little um, into the water and just goes, yeah, yes. I turn to look at uh, Titan, but I my eyes glaze over because Titan is trying to engage with me. Mm-hmm. and I just turn directly to Joe and say, it sounds like your mother is having a difficult time. Are you all right?
3: Uh yeah, I mean it's kind of I don't know why she gave me this necklace like that feels really sus, but I I haven't actually read the letter in full, and so I want to do that. Are you okay though? You don't look well. I'm fine.
2: Should we talk about the children?
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh Titan uh, can I do an insight check on um, on my girl, Jasu?
3: Yeah, where is Jasu standing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Jasu standing by the edge of the boat
0: looking oh, in darn. the water.
3: <laughs> Not us at all. I'm uh,
0: gonna do, can
2: I do a deception or persuasion that I'm actually really fine?
0: Yeah. Eight insight.
3: Wait, me too. Uh, no, it was in that one, so I got a three.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you What do, you got the deception? Eight. Oh, we, we both oh, had eight. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm,
2: I So, it's what's great is we're all standing around and mm-hmm. I'm not good at hiding my emotions, but none mm-hmm. of you quite get my emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That was an insight check, Yeah. In. If you want yeah. to use vibe check, that's, uh, that's a charisma-based skill. Oh, that, well, then, yeah, then I'd definitely be an eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, you might not intellectually understand what's going on with Jasu, but... Your empathy is mm-hmm. is very present to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, um, Titan just goes over to uh, Jesu and like uh, looks in the eyes and like raises up a hand as if like uh, to ask, it's like, may I put my hand on your shoulder?" Of course, I put my hand on 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 her shoulder and look deeply into Jesu's eyes, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, boo, but. Fuck everybody else. We gonna take care of it, all right? You wanna talk? We can talk. I might not be the best, best person to talk to, but I will listen. My advice is always going to be, fuck that other person. So just know that going in if you want my advice, but I will hear you. Just like, I know that if it's, you gonna come at me with somebody, somebody's trying to hurt you, somebody that's making you feel some type of way. My advice is gonna be, fuck them, can we kill them? But I will have heard you. So if you want to talk, let's talk. But we I, got you.
2: I appreciate that. I think I needed to... I do not wish ill on anyone. But I do think that some shade could be given to that man we just met.
0: <clears throat> latter Yes. Some shade? All right. Because of the way he was talking about the Sulianese
2: she just sort of nods. Mm, mm,
0: mm. No, I hear you. I hear you. Bet. We see him again, he going to get some cutting words, that's for sure.
2: May the light shine upon him. Slightly dimmer. Oh. Yes.
0: Yes, progress.
2: Yes. <laughs> she like stands up like a little. A
0: dim light, that shade, girl.
1: Uh, that's that's the definition of, of shade. shade.
3: Uh, <laughs> I think cuz Joe rolled in that one, I mm. don't see this happen, mm-hmm. um, and I turn to read this letter in depth.
1: Okay, great. As you do, Malaya and Jaqueta come over, and Jaqueta is sort of asking uh, how things went, and Betty uh, goes to sort of just fill her in on the, the details of what happened, and Malaya comes up to the three of you um, and says, is everything okay? Joe? are, are you all right?
3: I mean... Y- yeah, my mom wasn't on the ship, which I don't know why, because you should have been going home, but we have this bag of mail now that we're supposed to deliver, mm. and they're supposed to tell people in um the capital. Anger on Mir? Yes, there, that some shit's going down for us, but I want to read this letter from my mom that maybe gives more details about what's happening. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah, go for it. Don't. Don't let me... Uh, Interrupt you, and Joe. You look at this letter, and for the most part, it it's kind of what you would expect. You get letters from her pretty frequently when she's abroad. There's a fair amount of just kind of personal stuff, and you know things that have been going on. Some really great food that she had a couple weeks ago. And then she gets to kind of the business side of things and tells you that she can't leave. And, and most of what she's saying is that there is some political tor- turmoil that requires the consulates to be there, which seems a little weird because most of what she deals with is international stuff. She's dealing with communications between Aegir and the the Council of Regents in Aegir and stuff that's happening here in Arboreus and the three nations that make up arboreas so it's it's kind of strange but it's not like nothing that she says makes it seem like there's any dire issues exactly but she does have a note about this necklace and she says i won't be needing this where i am now it's not very effective here Perhaps you will find it useful.
3: Magic. Is it magic? Tell me it's magic.
1: <laughs> um, give, me, give me an arcana check. Give me an arcana check.
3: Both Joe and Kylie said that at the exact same time out loud. <laughs> 13.
1: 13? Yeah, you look at it and <laughs> you realize that you've never held it in your hand, which is maybe strange because your mom wore it a fair amount but I've never worn it. You've never worn it. You've never even handled it. And so you look at the back of it and there are a few little arcane symbols on the backside. You're not quite sure what they stand for or what they mean, but you think that if you spent some time examining it, you could figure it out. Yes. It's magic. I knew it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's what Joe says. (laughs) And then she also tells you that you can stay in Stormhaven if you want. She says, "I am going to ask your dad to do something for uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. You can go with him, or you can stay in Stormhaven, or you can do whatever you need to do."
3: Mm. Okay.
1: She probably references the shop and says, "You know, if you think that you need to stay and keep the shop open while he's gone, you could like hmm. basically understanding that you might you might want to go with him, or you might not. It's up it's, it's gotcha. up to you."
3: Okay. Joe finds that puzzling. I put the letter in my fanny pack. I put the necklace on. I think that Joe, like her relationship with her mom is like not super sentimental. Mm -hmm. And so it's just somewhat strange that she sent this necklace. Mm. Yeah. Because even if she didn't need it, like why would she? It just feels like there's something that Joe doesn't understand. Of Like, okay, so great. Then why didn't she just like? hold on to it like Mm -hmm. why is she giving this like she put it in the mail and give it to me but I'm not gonna like worry about it too much in this moment
1: cool okay it is just about this time when you are finishing up reading the letter Jasu and Titan are finishing up their conversation and uh, Betty is finishing informing Jaqueta of what happened that you all hear ahoy from the crow's nest and you look up. Is
0: that Chips? Chips up in the crows' nest saying "Ahoy!" And I spill s- the bag of letters
3: because
2: I get
1: shocked. Nervous. Can I make okay. a perception check
3: with my nose.
2: Great!
1: You smell fresh baking coming from below, and and Betty looks over and says, "Oh, Chips! No, Chips is the cook, but she's she's uh, it smells like she's got something bacon for for this morning." Bacon yes. or baking? Yeah, both. <laughs> oh, okay. She likes to bake in bacon grease. <laughs> and, and you look up and... Uh, you <laughs> Ahoy! Comes again from the crow's nest. That's Ahoy up there, Betty says. <laughs> well, you probably understand where they get their nickname from. And Ahoy is pointing at the land pretty vigorously. And you all look over and you see on shore at the top of these high cliffs out of Typhon Head, out of the fortress itself, a string of yellow clad soldiers. And it yeah. looks like the army is marching down the road towards Stormhaven.
0: I- Okay, so the the landmass that we're looking at right now is Stormhaven.
1: So you're looking at the peninsula that extends from Stormhaven down to Typhon Head. Typhon Head is like the the point, basically. Sure. Uh, the headland, which is this high, rocky cliff top, right where the open sea meets the bay, and so you're at the mouth of the bay, which is basically between Typhon Head and the islands where the where the pirates live, the Corsair mm-hmm. Isles. And they are now marching out of the keep and down. But it looks like in the direction down the the peninsula towards Stormhaven. Yeah. Will we,
0: we beat them there? Does it look like?
1: Uh, Malaya comes over and says, "Well, if we just set sail right now, we could probably beat them to beat them to the port. But there's no way we can approach the port in these pirate ships." Uh, oh right.
2: What about the white flag?
1: They don't... They don't. Wanna- Jaquetta hears the word white flag and shoots daggers at you.
0: She- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is, do we have any means of... Do, do we think that, that Stormhaven has been alerted to the impending danger that is upon them?
1: Uh, says, well, you told me that you sent uh, some people there, right? We to, did, right. To tell them
0: that there was danger coming? We did, we did. All right. I mean... We can't go there in these ships and we have all of these chillins here we gotta figure out something to do with. So maybe, I don't know, what do y'all think? Do we drop off these chillins with, with these pirates and then like head to anger on mirror? We gotta find some place where there ain't all these well yellow clad motherfuckers around.
3: The gray, the gray heron was gonna go to Stormhaven first. Is that what we agreed upon? No. Or no, they're just going they're to the just capital. So no one to the is. Capitol. No one has warned Stormhaven that they're about to be.
1: No, we Yama, Daphne, and Oh, Carl that's right. Thank went you to Stormhaven. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Malaya also says, if they tipped off, like like if they gave any of the current information that you had to Prim or anybody else in the Resistance, the Resistance is strong within Stormhaven. So I'm sure that Prim ha- has started to take action as well. Do I have
0: anything that I can t- where I
1: could talk to these motherfuckers? Mm. No, I don't think so. Not yet. Malaya says, look, you all do whatever you want to do, but my family's in Longstrom and they're marching through Longstrom before they even get to Stormhaven. So I'm I have to go now. I and she looks over to uh, Jaqueta and says, Jaqueta, I would like permission to take uh, a small boat. A, a skiff of some kind that I could sail to try to get to the mainland in time to to take some kind of precautions against the this army. And Jaquetta looks at her and furrows her brow a little bit and says, A young one with a spirit of action. I like it. Yes, we have a, a small skiff that I think will serve your needs. I think it's it's kept on the... On the sunshine, and she points at a, a frigate, which is another kind of boat. I've heard it, so I'm saying it here. And, and she says, Yeah, the skiff, I, I think they call it Little Sip, and it, it, it moves quick in, even on big water. And Malaya says, Thank you.
2: I turn to Joe and Titan, knowing that both of you have people on the mainland, and ask you, Who do we help? Where do we go?
0: There's so much happening that's so much bigger than what we signed the fuck up for. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what I would do going to anger on Mir right now. I don't know shit. I feel like, I for me, I feel like I want to talk to Prim.
3: Yeah, I can't leave my dad in the town get, without getting him first.
0: Let's get a little sip of sunshine and head over
1: to... To Stormhaven. Yes. And uh, Lonnie has poked his head up with perhaps a, a couple of the other kids and sees people moving around the deck and Betty over uh, shouting directions. And Lonnie looks over and you and says, Jaquetta told us that we were welcome to, to come to the Corsair Isles for a little while. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple weeks. And you see a little smile on his face. Maybe a little bit more, but I think I think hey, we can.
0: Hey, Diddly D, <laughs> a pirate's life for thee. I see you.
1: And he, he cracks a, a, a grin, and, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it might just be nice to, you know, relax uh-huh. for a little mm, while. Relax, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you
0: about to buckle some swash, ain't you? <laughs> Ooh,
1: you about to buckle some swash. And Joaquita says. Well, I don't know about that, Titan. <laughs> he's still very young, and Lonnie says, "I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 18 in like three months." So so yeah, that means something here, right? <laughs> sure, it means something to you, Boo.
0: So that means it means something, you know. No rules, no masters. We all making it up as we go along. Buckle all the swash
1: you want, and then he says, "But I, I." Guess I kind of wanted to check in with all of you really and see, like, do we have to deal with Oramaya
3: if we go to the islands?
1: Is he coming with us?
3: I think you could throw him overboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe. And looks, looks at you bro. with
2: wide Joe? eyes. Joe has like avalanche should die, actually. I think I didn't say die.
3: die. He could swim to shore.
0: <laughs> he could. Yeah, I guess that that's not. There's not. There's not a zero percent chance yeah, of him swimming I'm not saying to shore. Like
3: anchor him down and throw him <laughs> overboard. You saying. are
0: saying to throw him off a boat in open
1: water, though. So. <laughs> I am saying. <laughs> yeah, Joe doesn't deny it.
3: I'm gonna leave that up to you all to decide personally. But, and Joe pulls the list that she was working on the other night out of her pocket. Mm -hmm. If you need this, here's a list of contacts in Stormhaven. Let them know that I sent you. Use this for any of the other children. And it's just a list of contacts that potentially, if they do want to go to Stormhaven, people that they can reach out to and get assistance from.
1: Lonnie nods and says, great, I I can hang on to this. Uh, And Joquetta says, yeah, it's... That's a good thing to keep in mind because I will promise to let you all stay on our islands as long as whatever fucking bullshit Baron Coro's doing is happening. I cannot in good conscience send you back to a city that's embattled. But if things calm down again, I think that for many of the young children a place that is not pirate infested islands might be a good choice. And Lonnie kind of shrugs and says, "Yeah, but what about what about the ones that aren't super young?" Okay, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. And so Betty has arranged that this skiff is being launched right now from uh, from its from the sunshine and is starting to be lined over to your boat. So the ladders are being thrown down, and it looks like you're going to be able to climb down into this small little sailboat soon. Uh, Anything else you want to do before it gets here?
3: I would like to sift through this bag of letters to see if there's any letters addressed to anyone of note in this bag.
1: Great. Yeah, there are assorted letters. Some look like they're really just, uh, they're probably, you know, the kind of letter that you would normally get from your mom, which is just like a social, mm. you know, like saying hi to a friend that lives in town. Mm-hmm. But the ones that pop out are a letter to your dad. From? From your mother, from Tala. And uh, you also see a letter that is not from your mom that is addressed to duke Paltry de largo this one looks very official
3: okay so it's addressed to the duke, to the duke. from some official in exactly
1: year. it's from it's from it has the official seal of the council of regents on it
3: uh, i like hold it up to the sun to see if i can see through it <laughs> if i can read anything
1: it's very thick parchment is it though <laughs> uh, give me a give me a perception check <laughs> or investigation <laughs>
0: Is it though? <laughs> you want to think about that, reconsider maybe.
1: 14. Fourteen. Uh, you look at it, you look very closely. you think about like trying to peel back the edge a little bit, see if you can read any writing on it. And then you remember that these letters are usually usually have some kind of magical uh, ah. magical seal on them. Um, And you've heard that various types are used by the people of Aegir, who have a rich knowledge of magic, and so you're not sure what type of of magic might be sealing this. Okay, Um,
3: I give up. It was like, I think I know that they'd like have this, you know, they're, it's not for my eyes, so I'm not thinking they're going to let me see it. I will open my dad's letter, though.
1: You're going to open, you're just going to straight up open it? Yeah,
3: I'm going to open the letter that my mom sent to my dad.
1: Great. Uh, I'm
3: nosy. I feel I don't think I she would
2: yes, like that for Joe. I Jill. love it. Yeah,
3: I love
1: that. For As Jill. you begin popping the, the wax <laughs> seal on this letter, uh, your mom's voice comes <gasps> out. Damn it. And says, This letter is for Etto Wick. <laughs> you do not appear to be that person. Should you proceed with breaking this seal, the author of the letter will be informed. Have a nice day.
3: Do I care though? Do I care if my mom? This is the dialogue going on in my head, in Joe's Mm -hmm. head. Do I care if my mom knows I opened the letter to my dad? I don't really feel like Joe would care, but however, Meta, if you don't want me to read this letter in this moment. (laughs) um, No, it's up
1: to you. I'm fine (laughs) with. (laughs) If I didn't want you to read the letter, I would have made the thing go up in smoke as soon as you tried to open it. Okay, okay, okay. So your mom's going to know if you keep opening it? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. No, Great. I.
3: It's like Do you we know, this, this it opens, and I've like done this before, oh, yeah. so this doesn't surprise me. And it's like, yeah, 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 Mom, okay. And I,
1: you hear the voice for sure, Jessu. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you open the letter.
3: <laughs> Jessu
2: just is looking over, like what? It's what? fine. She, it's, she couldn't possibly be opening letters that were not for her. So it's a good it's for individual. my dad. Same,
3: same. Oh, he opens my mail. <laughs>
2: Jesse, That's a very what a super family. intrusive. Yeah, it's
3: really
1: intrusive. <laughs> uh, amazing. Great. You open the letter and it is mostly business. Uh, there are, you know, a few personal notes in there, but she is urging him to go to the capital soon. Uh, to go to Angron Mir. And she says that he should go uh, stay in the consular apartments where, you know, she stays when she goes to Mm -hmm. Angron Mir. And to get in touch with the embassy, the Agerian embassy in Angron Mir. She says that she can't give any more details, but urges him to do it and that she will reach out again soon. Mm. And then at the end it says, also, I love you and things like that.
3: Okay. Okay. So I skimmed this letter, don't see anything like super juicy in it. I'm a little bit curious, like, why would she have him go to the Capitol? But, like, okay, tuck it back in the envelope, stick it in my fanny pack, and I'll show dad this later.
1: Awesome. Okay. So you, you look through the mailbag and everything, make some jokes about throwing Oramaya overboard. And Jaqueta has been kind of laughing at this, watching you read the letter, but then uh, comes up to you and says, uh, Really, though? I, there's no way I'm bringing a DeLargo to the Corsair Isles like I, I've met the the cook and uh, and the hall counselor from Typhon Head that they had working at the school they're both chill I'm I'm down to have them come to the Corsair Isles if need be but the cousin of the Duke is is absolutely not coming so uh, he's either going overboard or he's going with you
2: Ugh. has he heard of the light of the sun <laughs> can go
1: ask him. Uh Oromai has has also come up on deck and is looking around at what's going on still wearing uh his his bathrobe and kind of shading his eyes from the the bright sun just coming out from underneath.
2: I, I approach and I say Hello. Have you heard of the light of the sun?
1: Oh ah uh, hello a uh, p- pleasure to make your acquaintance again a big gray one.
2: My name is Jasu.
1: Uh hi. <laughs> Jasu the the sun yeah the sun is very bright today i think i i'm susceptible to sunburn so i don't know if i should really of be out here much longer See, interesting
2: l- Kat, can i share with you some scriptures of my people and i sort of wrap my arm around his shoulder so, like in in Jasu's in Jasu's heart she just gets so excited by the prospect of having someone who, that she must protect that she can preach to of course she will bring him along oh uh
1: actually i uh, actually i uh i'm a devotee of Atum the the moon in fact so i i i do not worship the the sun god
2: fascinating you worship the moon
1: yes yes in, in fact the delargos all worship the moon it, it is why uh, Atum has such precedence in Stormhaven
0: ah <laughs> you worship the moon do you i yes i do the moon
1: yes the moon it's it's I, maybe maybe that's why the sun has it out for me <laughs> what a funny joke he says as he lifts his robe up <laughs> oh and puts my, it to, oh to my create some gosh for you're so funny
0: <laughs> um uh so look here's the skinny boo These people are going to the Corsair Isles. You are not welcome there. So (laughs) here are your options. You can either um, test out your, you know, mile, half mile swimming skills and swim to wherever the fuck you're trying to go from here. Or the rest of us is about to go to Stormhaven and we can get on a little boat and you can come with us on a little journey to land and then you can do whatever the fuck you like to do from there
1: oh uh, yeah no getting on so a boat you, to go back to the, the the city where where my family is in power rather than stay with condemned criminals on on their uh, illegally held islands yes i would i would far prefer that that option may i please come with you please get me off this ship now
0: Of course, just so that you know, you know that these criminals with their illegally held islands are literally the only reason that you are alive right now. You know uh, that, right?
1: I I have been wrestling with that thoughts. Uh, yeah, all evening. Uh, how's
0: that? How's that wrestling match going for you? Who's well, winning right now? <clears throat> the one that's like super practical and is like, damn, maybe these people aren't just the scum of the earth, or the one that is like been baked into your soul. That's like, oh, okay, if they have the p word in front of their name, pirate, obviously that they're they're wrong. Which which side is
1: winning? I mean, who's winning on points right now? Uh, he kind of gives you a, a little bit of side eye. And he says, "It's. Uh, let's just say uh, I, I don't think that uh, insurance profits are the only reason we'll be letting the pirates continue to raid ships. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
2: I do not understand. Please speak plainly. I understand the moon reflects only in darkness, but... I only understand the light.
0: He's trying to imply that the only reason these people, these pirates, have a business is because he and the law enforcement allow them to happen and to create fear and to create another industry in which they can insure ships for higher uh, prices because they are the people who run the insurance company. Wait, wait, so it's wait, wait, actually good okay, for business for them to Normally we aren't in charge of mm-hmm. the, biz,
1: the of the insurance business. There's. Uh, there, are there's you a...
2: suggesting some sort of corruption? Uh,
1: what? I... Suggesting?
0: Corruption? No, How? this is just, just so this is not corruption. This is business. This is. Exactly. cap? Have you heard of capitalism?
2: This We do not have capitalism in pure.
0: Right. Yes. So capitalism, that's that's so you might call it, you know, corruption, but it truly is just the way that this system works. You create a market and then you then you profit off of it. And if you're making profit,
1: you're right.
2: But who owns the profit? Who? Well, receives it's the a- profit.
1: I, I, I hate to step in here. I what what did what did you say your your name was? Uh, Me you, with the economic knowledge. I didn't. Uh, may I be so so bold as to make the acquaintance <laughs> of wink wink. Oh. Nudge nudge. Tighten your belt. Well, do you do you have a mm-hmm. prefix that that you like? Is there would there be a, a way that I would address you like a title? Like mistress,
0: lord, queen, yeah, exactly. empress? exactly, yeah. Sure,
1: all of those would be appropriate. Mistress, your belt. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the, the system is even, even more beneficial than, than straight capitalism because you see, uh, Jasu, not only do we get to create the market and then benefit from it, but it is state-owned and we are allowed to control all taxes and uh, and hold any monopoly that we so choose because this is straight feudalism. So we really have <laughs> the best of all worlds uh, here. When, when you're in power, that is. I, I suppose that might be why Baron Coro wants power again because uh, currently the Coro family has spent several centuries uh, just locked away in that that strange old dungeon deephold but uh how did i get this big of
0: a army being locked away from someone for so long and ain't nobody re- realized
1: that they were amassing these kind of forces that is such a good question i will have a conversation with my cousin about that as soon as we get back to stormhaven speaking you of know which what? i might want to be a part of that conversation anyways uh, is is this our boat and, uh, and Malaya is over there, uh, already down off the side of the ship, in, in the ship, getting it all rigged up. And you, you can just see, looking over the, the side rail of the ship, you see the way that Malaya moves around. Uh, clearly has a ton of sailing experience and says, shouts up to you and says, All right, everybody, I think everything's squared away. If you had any bags or anything, uh, Titan, did, did you, are you going to bring any other outfits? Or, or is that one... Am I going to bring any other
0: outfits? I'm just saying you seem to really like the... Am I going to bring any other outfits? Of course I'm going to bring other outfits. I, I, you don't, you don't know, you haven't noticed, but around Titan's feet, this entire dam have truly been bags and Amazing. bags of everything Amazing. that you could that they were <laughs> they could have possibly been allowed to take, uh, and are are with them. Thank you. I'm going to be taking these, uh, and
3: you're going to carry all that,
0: Betty.
1: <laughs> <and> <laughs> Betty says, "No, I'll I'll help them. And uh, comes over and and helps you carry these carpet bags. Uh, oh my Jaquenna's... gosh, you're
0: so sweet. Thank
1: you. Uh, well, anytime. I'm so glad you picked out some choice items. We have uh, plenty. So I'm you know, glad and, that you're gonna uh, make hey, good use hey, if you're looking
0: to change up your your signature look, Betty, let me know. I do consultations. Oh, you mean if I if I came by House Supreme? Yes, oh. come by the House Supreme. You ask for tighten your belt. We well, can make it happen.
1: Maybe I'll have to come by sometime. Uh, maybe you will. And then Betty says a little bit louder for other people to be able to hear. To, for a for a consultation for a wardrobe consultation.
0: Titan John whispers right, uh, too. Looks at looks at looks at Betty and it's just like, Betty. Yes. I don't deal with no messy shit. Okay. So like come through, right. but like
1: come correct. <laughs> Noted. And uh, and and Betty helps toss the bags down into the ship to the waiting arms of Malaya. And you are all helped into this skiff, including mm-hmm. Oramaya DeLargo.
3: Woo! I put my feet across the bench so he can't sit next to me. <laughs> I sit right next to him so I can continue to talk to him about Atum and a Sulyan.
1: Okay, amazing. Skrr! It is
0: they, it is them,
1: it is thou.
0: It's Shavad, tighten your belt. Hoping y'all are enjoying the episode so far. It's time for me to read a new review. Emily Ann Banks writes, Wow, what a cast. Thank you. I've learned more about D&D than I ever have before. And that's saying something. Oh, thank you so much, Emily Ann Banks. You are a true Hero of the realm. Remember, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read yours on the show too. I also want to shout out our patrons. Big thanks to Andrew Jones and Steve Brinkman. And if you're curious about Patreon but haven't signed up yet, starting this month, you will be able to sign up for a seven-day free trial. I know, fiscally irresponsible. So come on over and check out the huge trove of exclusive episodes we have on Patreon free for a week, And this fall will be a great time to be a patron because we have a phenomenal lineup of ge- guests. We got guests? Ooh, I wonder who it is. Ooh, maybe Prim? Oh, is House Mother Prim going to be on the show? Alright, that's it for me. Now,
1: back to the show. Okay, so, after you've all found a way to situate yourself in this little skiff, Malaya asks you to push away from the boat, and she pulls a rope, and this little sail fills up with air, and you pull away quickly from this fleet of pirate ships, leaving a lot of people behind you, leaving Lonnie and the rest of the kids, Jaquetta and Betty... Who else is, there? is that? I think those are the names. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Ahoy, also, Chips. Right. Uh, Strongfoot Selvies there waving at you. <laughs> yeah. You hear shouts from the deck as they get set to sail back to the Corsair Isles. And you are headed up the bay towards the land. Malaya says, well, my first thought was that we have to go to Longstrom. Or at least I do because that's where my family is. But I'm remembering that you said you sent people to Stormhaven. Did they go through Longstrom and warn the people of Longstrom about the battle as well?
0: You know, we told them what they needed to do, but it was kind of a choose your own adventure situation. (laughs) I don't know how much I trust those dudes to like really take
1: initiative. I guess Yama I would trust, except Mm -hmm. for Yama was kind of wildin', right? Uh, As Malai asks you this, you think back and you explicitly told them to tell the people of both Longstrom and Stormhaven, Daphne and Carl, Malaya knows them too. <laughs> Cause I think Daphne and Malaya were probably in the same uh, class at school. And, uh, you know, Joe, that they are both from Longstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, you think there's a really, really low chance that they would pass through and not, warn people about what was going to happen. Help. That's not to say that everybody would listen to them. So you, there's no guarantee that everybody evacuated or, or things like that. Um, but you do think that they they warn people.
3: Yeah, I disse- disseminate all that information. <laughs> <to> Amazing.
1: <laughs> Malaya <laughs> says, oh, ah, nice, excellent. Great. Well, I guess in that case, what do you think we should do? Do you think we should go to Longstrom or try to just book it straight to Stormhaven. I say we go to Stormhaven. I, Jesu?
2: I turn to DeLargo and I say, would you be able to muster forces?
1: In Stormhaven? Absolutely, yes. Uh, we we have a standing militia, a relatively standard uh, m- militia, a, 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 a local conscripts mostly, uh, but they, they, they would be ready at at a, at a a mere three days' notice is our standard.
2: We have activation. Three, three days. Yeah,
1: oh, but, but. It's it's one of the fastest in in the, uh, well, really in in our region, which is controlled by us. Uh, there's also the the Duke's Guard.
2: who turns to Joe and Titan <laughs> and everyone else and just goes, "We go to Stormhaven with quickness, I believe, with haste."
1: Uh, with I, I would like I support that. Oramai says, "Well, let's let's go to Stormhaven as fast as possible." Oh my gosh! What a brilliant idea! I want to Thank splash you. him with seawater so Miss bad. Miss <laughs> belt. Um, okay, yeah, the 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 surf is is definitely coming up. If you want to <laughs> splash him, does. there's plenty of water. Uh, I'm I'm refraining. Up. I'm just okay.
3: telling you about my inner desires. Uh,
1: great. M- Malaya says, "I think you're right. I think in this moment, we need to trust that the people of." Longstrom have been warned, and hopefully they take responsible action. I hope that they don't do something absurdly destructive in my hometown. Is all I will say. But even if they were, there's very little we could do by going there now. So let's set course for Stormhaven, and she starts sailing towards the city. Uh, you have a couple hours now of sailing through this long bay that leads in towards the towards the. Oh, and I see that you want to take a long rest. Yes, this is a, a restful enough time that combined with the nap that you had earlier, we we can count as a full long rest. You said wow. you can't take it back, you can't take it back, you can't take okay. it back. Okay, I won't take it back. <laughs> it's a long rest. And uh, Oramaya is... B- beleaguered by the sun he's trying to set up a small a sunshade for himself with the the bathrobe that he's still wearing uh he tries to tie it to the mast at one point and Malaya says no hands off oramaya you're gonna slow us down and oh sorry sorry uh and so he just kind of huddles down in the bottom of the boat uh, underneath his bathrobe
2: well, while he's doing that i'm trying to talk with him about the light of the sun mm. and a tome uh, a tomb whatever he will tell me um, about his own religion, but mostly trying to get him to speak to me about his religion so I can tell him about my religion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, Atum is the god of space and-
2: I thought you said the moon.
1: Well, yes, yes, the god of, of the moon who is the god of, of space the distance between things and and the changes in the tide. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's, you should come. The the sermons at my temple are really phenomenal.
2: I'm sure that they that you receive a lot of joy from this. I am curious about your own understanding of the moon and where the moon gets its power.
1: Where the moon gets its power?
2: I have always thought that <laughs> the moon is but a reflection of the sun. Is it not?
1: Uh, see, okay. um, I, get, I guess in a way, see, to me, this whole thing is really like a metaphor. Like, I don't think the moon actually has power. You see, it's the moon. My is eyes
2: just... go wide. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Don't you think? I've gone yeah. so far in this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of a, a clear link to the the tides and I- ideas of of space and, and passage of time, in in a, in a way, yeah, um,
2: powers that was gifted. Correct.
1: Oh, oh, okay. It's a metaphor. But 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 I just see the whole thing as kind of beautiful poetry. It's hmm. it's poetry in motion. Yeah. So
2: you do not believe in the like, actual. Did you
1: did you see that eclipse? when the moon passed in front of the sun a couple years ago and you couldn't see the sun at all it was just like that was wild wasn't that just so trippy and i was like wow this is such a metaphor for life and existence and i went to church that day and had a great time and then we we had steak later (laughs) wow
3: (laughs) good story yeah, yeah, and it, it you know, feel- I,
0: I usually like to keep my church and stakes separate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stupid! I knew you were gonna make it.
4: I
0: felt it. Oh my I god! Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, Don't come over and laugh at me. And be st- like our so again: funny? the drag queen that tells dad jokes. <laughs> oh, god,
0: uh, I think
2: that Jessu is is trying to go down her little list of like, here's what I've been told to say mm-hmm. at times when, but like, doesn't. Have a lot of practice in this. Like she's been trained Mm. in it, but hasn't actually done it much with people and is having, finding that she's having a hard time knowing what to say next and where to go Mm -hmm. and how to convince this person that their God is somehow wrong.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah, no, I guess I, the way that I see it, there's room for all the gods.
3: I chuckle cuz I just know Josu is going to have something to say. <laughs> I'm totally staying out of it, but I do chuckle at that. <laughs> uh,
2: and and what what makes you think that the gods don't get their power from a primary source?
1: I mean, they don't really have power. So I don't understand how they need it to get it from a primary source. Like like I, I said, would... it's it's a bunch of good stories. I I would
2: understand why you believe that, Um, absolutely. I think that what I have found through my religion is that my God truly does have power. And I think that the light of the sun grants power to all and that some who follow other religions, while there may be a reflection of the power, the true power, I believe, comes from
1: the one
2: that emits light.
1: I guess I was raised I was raised in a family that has power here in Stormhaven. And so we were taught that our power comes from Queen Margosa. and she tells the people of of our region that they need to do what we say and they need to give money to. Uh, the Church of Atum, and that's why we are linked with the Church of Atum, because they're basically giving money and power to us. So like when people worship at the church, they're kind of worshiping us. So really, Heresy. the person who has power is us. It's, it's not the church. You see, we kind of use the church as a tool, but it's just a tool by which we just consolidate more power.
3: Joe's doing like hand puppets of him talking, like quietly, like, but then there's like a big hand puppet that comes in and like eats the hand puppet that's him.
2: Jasu is like nodding along, but like noticing Joe and just being like, yep, correct. (laughs) And then I, as I'm staring, I feel like this is the first time that, or maybe he like doesn't, where like my wall fades a little bit and I'm like, heresy. Uh,
0: titan is overhearing some of this and it goes to or am i and it's just like wait so like i know that that's what i thought what was going on but like to you a person benefiting from this system you knew the whole time that like basically you was just basically convincing people to believe in something that wasn't that you knew wasn't true so that you could
1: what stay in power and get rich it's not that we're asking them to give us that much money. It's it's just kind of another form of taxation, we already charge them money th- th- through the taxes. It's all legal. I mean, none of it's illegal. Oh and, no, no, no! I trust me. I'm.
0: It, it ain't about the legality. It's more about the like. Are you okay with that? That you just straight up lying to people? Well, because there, there are people who like think about a tomb, like our girl Jasu thinks about. Sulia believe that that, you know, a tomb out there looking out for them, trying to help them, and like people do all these things in the name of a tomb, in the name of these gods, and you know that when they doing that, it ain't true. How how are you and you're cool with that?
1: I guess I think a lot of our constituents, a lot of a lot of the, the, the people in our in our parish, uh I, I, I feel like a lot of us you know we want to we want to be good in the spirit of atum but i don't know how many people really think that the god is is a consciousness or you know is that the moon has a has a has thoughts and a face i don't think i mean the kids think that they you should see the pictures they draw it's pretty cute mm, mm. but but i don't I, I feel like i give our i give our populace the benefit of the doubt that they they kind of understand that it's all it's about community and and about being together, and you pay money to the church for, you know, for pancake breakfast. Wow! Right? Remember when I said Am
2: we I,
3: could throw him overboard? I'm do
2: not. was seriously considering throwing this man overboard.
0: <laughs> I'm Titan. Truly, just looks <laughs> the like sees sees that
1: conspiracy happen is like and looks the other way. And as you do, <laughs> as you do, I start praying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Titan, you look off to the east and you notice something. You notice some glints of sunlight reflecting from something on the shoreline. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Anybody that looks off to the east, I'll make one for Malaya. Ugh, God, I, that first, I have to get my such... dice out.
0: My perception is so trash.
3: Wow, nice, 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 nice.
0: That's a nine for Titan.
3: It's a 13 for Joe. It's
0: a one
1: for Malaya.
2: Perception without advantage from my nose is a nine. Jeez. With advantage from my nose is a natural 20. Oh, shit. What?
1: <laughs> what do you smell? What is Jesus' smell? <laughs> what, what are you smelling? That's so yeah, stupid. Yeah, you see glinting definitely something metal, Um, and and it's- you know, there's there's a bunch of glints uh, reflecting off the sun that you see Titan, you call everybody's attention to it. Uh Joe, you th- you look and you think you see figures moving along the shoreline, uh off to the east, which is not the direction of the Stormcrest Mountains. It's the opposite direction of where of the Longstrom. army is coming from. Exactly. Uh Jasu, you smell <laughs> you you've made it you've made good progress down the bay at this point you are uh coming up on the the head of the bay closing in on stormhaven you can see individual buildings now and you looking off to the west where you have been spending the past few days the peninsula uh, the peninsula of the stormcrest you see the the army is marching and they are almost at longstrom looking in the opposite direction where this glinting came from where joe sees some figures moving along the shoreline you smell horses the, the sweat of of horses. And the wind is is coming from that direction. It makes total sense that you are smelling what is over on that shore. And it's, it's relatively close now that you are getting so close to... That you are approaching Stormhaven.
3: I smell horses. It looks like there's people over there.
1: And this, uh, let me remind you, is the side of the bay that Deephold is on. And so these figures look to be moving from Deephold, the current seat of power for Baron Koro uh, towards Stormhaven.
2: Sorry, just to be clear. So it looks like there's from the seat of power deep hold, that's where they're coming from or that's where they're going to?
1: Yeah, that's where they're coming from towards Stormhaven. Malaya looks at it and says, oh my fucking God. Is Koro marching with a second army from the other side?
2: Looks like it.
1: Are two armies, one from his fortress and the other from Typhon Head.
2: It looks like it.
1: Fuck.
0: I'm not really a military tactical type person, I but I do know that two is like more than one, so is this like twice as bad, three times?
1: Like Yeah, yeah, I mean I can't say that I'm a military person either, Pretty much the reason that I joined the resistance is to oppose the militarization of Mm. our country. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that it's going to be really hard to defend a town, a city on two sides at the same time. So I think it's probably more than twice as bad. More than
0: twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why I didn't even bother with maths because it's
0: like in this situation right now, I'd be like, bet. Two armies twice as bad right. and that would be
1: wrong yeah no, it, it kind of defies logic ah uh, shit uh, okay well we're also coming up on a choice um, I don't know where I should go because uh, I'm, I'm realizing now that I don't have any money and in order to to go to the standard docks there's a pretty hefty fee uh, if, if we go to the private docks Where sometimes I'll dock my my sailboat. You just have to be super sneaky. Um, And so we could go there and try to sneak our way in. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. there's a spot where you can just pull up on land where there is no dock. It's just kind of hard to get to shore. Uh, It's it's a little dangerous and dicey given the the rocks. Don't we have lots of money with us? We do. Do we? Malaya says.
3: I don't know. Titan. Do we? have not you like been stealing that's it but like hasn't there been some rifling through dead peoples?
1: Yes,
0: yes. yes 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 yes
1: hundreds of gold uh molasses oh, well, I mean, if you have money, then yeah let's let's just go to the public dock.
3: I'm going for speed here, right like we Absolute. want the fastest yes. yeah, thing sure. so I want to do agreed. what the fastest thing agreed is
2: I worry for the safety of the population in a power struggle,
1: uh yeah molasses. I mean, the standard docking fee is 10 gold pieces, which I've said for a long time is (laughs) really expensive. And she shoots a a glare at Oromaya. But they say that they have to take standard precautions against piracy and all sorts of things. And so that's why the fees are so high. But if, if you can afford that, that's great. I just, I mean.
3: We can't afford it.
1: Okay, great. And she directs the boat towards the public docks. Um, And in a short time, you start to come up on this wharf. And the first thing you notice as you look at it is the gorgeous and delightful decorations that are overflowing from buildings and out of the churches of Atum and Ion, and from the, from the tops of even the ships that are docked here. There are banners and uh, colorful uh, bouquets of flowers and streamers of all types. And you remember, those of you who live here, Titan and Joe and Malaya and probably even Oromaya that today is the annual Queen's Day celebration. And you kind of do the math in your head and you realize, right, we've been out for <laughs> three nights and it was coming up on Queen's Day. Today's the Queen's Day party. And you hear the music even before you land over the sound of the, the wind and the waves um, as people are playing joyous trumpets and drums and things all over town.
0: Well, Queen's Day is going to give us a little bit of cover, i wager, but it also means that people out here being frivolous and whatnot ain't super prepared for, you know, arrows and shit.
3: Well, shit, doesn't Queen's Day, like, doesn't everyone come into town for Queen's Day so there's just more people here?
1: Malia says, oh, my God, you are so right. I Even if people didn't want, didn't listen to warnings, they might have left Longstrom, and she kind of breathes a sigh of relief. They might have evacuated Longstrom to come in for, for Queen's Day. That's that's but, true.
3: And now we have two armies marching on this town that's filled with extra people?
1: Uh, That's bad. That's Okay, now that's bad. Yeah, you're right. That's not a good way to look at it. Or Amaya says, yeah, uh, also, as I mentioned, we have a standard uh, 72-hour activation period for our militia. But that doesn't include public holidays The uh, public holiday will will uh Shh. not be largo
2: they are coming now you saw them
1: they aren't they're gonna uh pause for the public holiday maybe they're coming for the public holiday maybe they want to be in the queen i cast silence thank you i was literally just
3: looking at my spells like what the fuck can i do right now because this is this is too much
1: <laughs> oh my god um <laughs> all you have to do is go through the hand motions of uh the the, <laughs> the, the somatic component of casting silence and or shuts up um and malaya is uh getting the ship ready to uh come into the port and dock at one of these piers and she uh, pulls pulls ropes and things and whew, it slides into a slip uh, one of the dock workers runs out and um, and looks kind of worried. And hold on, hold on, oh wow, that was a that was a really good parking maneuver. I was kind of worried you were going to crash there, but uh, you've got you've got expert handling of this thing.
0: We've got a really great ship, Captain. I wink. <laughs> oh, you wink at Malaya.
1: Yeah, Malaya. Malaya. Yeah. Uh, Malaya smiles and says, "Yeah, it's kind of one of the one of my uh, favorite things to do." It, Actually, it's why I was accepted into the resistance because they needed somebody who was confident enough to go solo between the mainland and the Corsair Isles to be the communication. so Titan is legitimately impressed just like <laughs> damn,
0: I thought you was just kind of a rich girl, but okay,
1: And Malaya uh, hops up on deck and and quickly ties a couple knots around the post as the the dock worker is grabbing another rope and says, "Let me go." I guess I, you already got it tied up too. Well, um, let I'll, I'll go through the forms here. We can fill out all the all the necessary paperwork, and if you've got all your, your fees lined up. Or are are you uh, do you hold monthly uh, reservations or what? No,
0: we just gonna pay for the day.
1: I I hand over ten gold.
0: Oh oh great. Uh, this is so I just I just give this to you. The,
1: uh well, there's also a bunch can of I get paperwork. A receipt? Um. Yeah, you'll get that after you do the all this paperwork. It should uh, only take us, you know, probably like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, since I, I don't see any registration on this.
3: We're not doing your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just attempting to walk
1: past. I cast
0: subtle suggestion to be like, it literally do like fucking Jedi. These are not the droids you're looking for. It's like, oh, no, we've already done the paperwork. Uh, okay, great. Uh, do, do you want to use suggestion? Oh man, do I or can I just use friends? Uh, suggestions, a second level spell. Do we are we gonna need this today? Yeah, no, don't do. Del <laughs> Del uh, De Largo. Can yeah, you? yes. Or Amaya, can you fill yeah. out this paperwork for us? Thank you, sweetie. Uh, make a persuasion check. Well, you know it's going to be at least a nineteen, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, treat that as a ten, so it's a seventeen. Great.
1: Uh, he or Amaya says, "Oh, ah, oh, I mean, I really wanted to." you know change my clothes and the dock worker sees that there is uh, somebody that looks like they have done a lot of paperwork in their life and really like that kind of thing and he goes over to Oramaya and says yeah so i'm going to need you to fill out this everywhere that you need to sign is already marked you just go go right through here i'm going to need all and uh, and starts spending time with Oramaya doing the paperwork and with that You all have arrived on the docks here at the wharf of Stormhaven just as the celebration for Queen's Day is beginning. Very fun, and that I think is a good place to leave our session. Oh, we'll snap. We have
2: to go fight all the armies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to do some some, some planning, some prepping, because I was just like, oh, I don't want to waste any spells, because we're going to have like, to go in. We have we to literally have fight to two in. armies right <laughs> <now. In laughs> And Torset has continuously warned us that like we've been you know, spell happy in the <laughs> beginnings of things, <laughs> and then it's just like, shit, oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> I got cantrips and daggers left. I have cantrips and daggers aplenty. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Amazing. Uh, Well, shall we get into some dirty crit?
2: Dirty Dirty crit. crit. Dirty crit.
1: Awesome. Well, I guess first things first. Did crit happen? First
3: things first. I'm the the realist. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Crit happened? Yeah. Go off,
0: Kylie.
3: Oh, I the thing top of mind is just and this is probably just because of experiences in my real life that have me like reeling about these things. Jasu and just that whole talk on the boat, it's like, let me tell let me ask about your religion so I can tell you about my religion and it's like yeah. Oh, it's so cringe. Uh-huh. It's so cringe because that's that happens. All the time. Mm. All, the All, time. The time. All the time. <laughs> and it's just like I don't even have like an articulation of what I want to talk about to be honest, other than just like I hate it, <laughs> yeah, it, well, because it's not genuine.
2: it's like you're not coming into it with a uh this idea that you want to learn about each other mm. and there's mutual respect, you're coming into it with i'm I'm letting you speak about your thing, but I'm gonna try and manipulate you and I right. yeah, it's gross, but it happens all the time.
0: I think you know, I think it happens not just with. Religions too. Totally. I think there's a lot of people that like do the kind of like they engage by asking questions because they actually want to answer the question that they've asked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I find that incredibly annoying. Yeah, um, but but at th- partially. But I also understand it's like you know you want to engage, and it's like there's not some people aren't as skilled at these things as others as others. But in the with the religion one, it, it is. It's tough because it does feel very particularly like there is a specific kind of agenda, Um, especially because, I mean, and Jasu was pretty open that she was trying to get this person into Suleon, even though... You know, jasu is not necessarily into Sulia <laughs> anymore. But what are you talking is- about? <laughs> she's,
3: she's, more, she's more than ever. Yeah, we're well, yeah. getting the cringe all around like that, but then also his responses, <laughs> oh, just God. like seeing wow. religion wielded as this power from the state, but in a way that's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just being really open to you, which maybe that's like a breath of fresh air of toxic air of like oh <laughs> thank you for for your honesty because this is how i feel like religion can be used and is used in our world and you are just acknowledging
2: it it was also the the well we have to we i mean we have to assume the population knows that of course it's not real like that's like that is a standard argument for mm. a lot of BS um, mm. Mm. of like, oh, well, you're assuming that humans aren't intelligent enough to know that what I'm saying is crazy. And it's like, no, <laughs> mm. that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that people, I'm not arguing that people aren't intelligent. I'm saying that you are mis- misrepresenting your intentions. And
1: yeah, that's and that, a problem. Even with an inten- even with intelligent people, you can manipulate. It's, yeah. You can affect what people are going to use as their context for everything.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. It honestly reminded me, and D, you were you were telling me about this is something I didn't know. And like, not to get like hella political, or whatever. I don't think this is hella political, but it's just like you know, we, in we lawsuits that have been brought on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> it, in lawsuit, in like uh, it was like older lawsuit that was brought against Fox News about about something. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that like the reason that they won whatever case it was that was because it's like they they were they were using the argument that like oh we it's obvious any any rational viewer would know that what we're saying is untruthful that oh what we're oh. saying is not oh my God.
2: it was it was it was uh, i'm trying to remember the case now and i don't remember but like the 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 argument from fox was that any rational viewer would understand that this is entertainment and not news um. Uh, yes. For, yes. For, yes. A, for a particular what? show, and it was uh-huh. like it wasn't for mm. all of Fox sure. like, right, things right, and right, right, right. But it was like it was. They were talking about a right. very specific episode, yes. um, with uh uh op- opinions in it, and it was it was i i it was just so wild that I, that was the argument totally
1: i i feel like i remember hearing about this well maybe like five years ago or something yeah. like that we have to look this up because this this has kind of been lingering in the back of my mind for years now wanting to look back into it and f- because part of what that that whole case hinged upon is exactly what you're talking about like Oh is it entertainment or is it quote unquote journalism and just obfuscating for the entire entire world where the line is for that mm. for that organization for that company because even like I, I feel like it really changed the way that I viewed them because for a long time I viewed them as a fucked up set of journalists and then I realized wait a second they don't even think of themselves as journalists mm-hmm. they think of themselves mm-hmm. as entertainers yeah and like that when, when your job is to be an entertainer, it's such a different task. Certainly.
0: Certainly. Uh, you're, you're just trying to get people to watch and engage with you. That's it. Yeah. So the
2: so the case was brought by Karen McDougall, a former Playboy model, um, uh, for defamation uh, against Tucker Carlson. Uh-huh. And the federal judge dismissed the lawsuit after lawyers in the network argued, I'm now reading a uh, Business Insider article, uh, no quote uh a reasonable viewer, end quote, takes the primetime host Tucker Carlson seriously. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that was the argument. <laughs> that was made. it's truly remarkable. Wow, oh, that's wild.
1: We all we all know it's bullshit. So yeah, it, you, no you can't reasonable viewer this. could it's...
2: understand that as news, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that that's the defense is is just is that's that's kind of wild. That's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. wild. But here we are. And so yeah, and so it, having, you know, uh Oramias be like, "Oh, of course, like everyone knows that it's these are just stories um that that are, you know, useful in as much as they are useful, but aren't law, didn't actually happen." He didn't say this exactly, but mm-hmm. the, saying that they are, you know, stories, mm-hmm. everyone knows this, and it's just like no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, It's like, yeah. especially if you're just going to keep, you know, at a certain point, even if we do know that they're stories, if you tell the same story the same way for generations, yeah. then like that becomes history. That's mm-hmm. what's passed down, you know, mm. even if it's caveated. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you don't, how that doesn't become a huge part of how people view the world even if they do recognize it as quote unquote Mm -hmm. stories. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean I think that's what also what Titan sort of got into as well with like the response of people but there are people who believe this and there are people who use that argument use those stories in order to make claims in order to Mm -hmm. like live their lives in the way in which they construct that Um, and I think what you just said Joshua is very true which is narratives the stories we tell ourselves both individually and as a society as community create reality like yeah. that's what makes things real and so if you hear over and over again that uh I don't know uh a tomb is real a tomb is uh uh here to like help you out a tomb is all of this stuff it's like how can you say that an, e- an That you can't be reasonable to believe that. That doesn't make sense.
1: And I I mean, I really like the way that we're talking about this because it doesn't, even even if we're talking about something that isn't like, you know, dogma or religion, repeating narratives over and over has a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about something like, I mean, I guess the innocuous example to bring up would be Shakespeare. And it's like, Shakespeare doesn't feel religious at all but he's held with reverence and i think this is this is what happens like anytime a a document a text a narrative is held with reference reverence you can start to internalize the inherent Mm -hmm. biases of that Mm. narrative without Mm -hmm. realizing it
2: i have a fun political theory uh thing to add yeah um which is just uh i i don't know if any of you have read nietzsche um much but uh, uh like god has to die right like that's the mm-hmm. standard thing like god is dead but the the argument was basically like god had to exist first and mm. then die for us to see what's next mm. and god can mean many things of like it, it, it's it's what you said. It's like something held in reverence. Mm-hmm. So in, during the French Revolution or afterwards, it was it was knowledge. It was this idea that knowledge in and of itself is this deity, is this thing, is this thing that we all have to have. And as soon as anything becomes a hegemon, any anything that becomes one in particular, and that's the thing, um, that's a problem. But as soon as that dies, you can actually see so much more and understand that anything could be. God anything could be all of this stuff and uh uh you can you can really appreciate the the complexity of of mm. of life while mm-hmm. also still holding value for the fact that at some point God existed or does exist for some people or even for you while also acknowledging that beyond that is is this larger larger mm-hmm. thing
1: yeah The other example that comes into my head, which is a little bit less innocuous than Shakespeare, is political and economic theory in the U.S., but Mm -hmm. in particular, the reverence that people hold for the Constitution. It's like, as if this thing is gospel. And it's like, look, there might be good things in there. I'm not saying there's not, but like, we Mm -hmm. have to look at it with a critical eye. Just because it was Mm -hmm. written at the founding of this country does not mean that it is always going to be the gold standard of political organization you know like we can criticize the constitution
2: well i mean it's something that josh and i talk about frequently which is just that like honestly i absolutely love this country like Mm. i think that Mm. i i am someone who doesn't really identify as like patriotic in the sense of like i have guns and all of that stuff not at all (laughs) but i do like love this country Mm. and and i think that like in order for that to be true you have to be able to be critical about something you can't just like Mm -hmm. say it's perfect all the time then do you even know what you're talking about like if you can't acknowledge things that need to change or could be improved or the fact that what you just said the constitution it has problems Mm. um uh, uh of course it does it was written only by white men uh, yeah. hundreds of years ago like yeah. uh and completely ignored uh, uh an entire swath of multiple uh uh different cultures and ethnicities. So many swaths, yeah yeah like what like it, it, there's so many things about it but you you can you can say that you you like if you by saying oh well that's it, 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 that is perfect that's it's what you were just saying about Shakespeare uh of uh then it becomes this narrative that like, oh, it has to be true and, and there's no actual critical thought going into it. And if that's true, you don't actually really care or know really what you're saying in my mind where it's yeah. like, I the reason I love this country is because I can acknowledge and like criticize the things that need to be made better. If I didn't, then I'm, I'm talking about something that isn't actually real. I'm talking about a concept that doesn't exist.
3: Mm-hmm. I am curious, like, I am curious, bringing it back to Rakatama a bit, when we were saying all those things, or like when we were hearing him say those things about what the people, you know, like the people take it more as just like stories, like what? what is the actual situation in Rakatama? Mm, like yeah. do people actually mm. believe in a tomb as this god, or yeah, is it more just like metaphors to the population at large? Mm. So I don't know, DM, if you have any insight you want to share with us in this moment or not?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, I guess I will say that things are not monolithic. Like, yeah. All people are not the same mm-hmm. in these countries or at, at these churches. Um, but the way that i have constructed the world is that like divine magic is not common at all. So like somebody like Jasu, who is able to really wield physical manifestations of the power of something spiritual or holy is totally unheard of in pretty much all parts of Arboreas. Um, and so in that way, I think there are a ton of people who would agree with uh, Oramaya that like, I see no evidence of this being real. So this is just like some nice story. And maybe I even believe it in some kind of like faithful way, but uh, but not in like a my life is going to be changed by this in the moment kind of way. Um, and I think that's pretty common around the whole the whole continent. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are little pockets like Sulion where the d- diametric opposite is true. So in some ways that's like
0: close to how our world exists In that it's like, yeah. you know, gods in a lot of d d worlds are actual beings, beings that have power that can affect the world and plane upon which mm-hmm. the people who follow them exist. Yeah. Um. And there's no deny. There's not like whether you believe or not. Like Pelor exists. You sure. know what I mean? Right. Um. You don't have to believe in Pelor, be a believer for like that God, that being to exist. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas in our world, I think it, it like because we do this thing of personifying often. A lot of religions do. Um, give human traits characteristics, or whatever in forms to deities that, like they don't. um, like that bat form of it, that like power, physical manifestation, is not something that I know of that most people have. like it, even even like you know, deeply religious folks who have mm-hmm. like who are, um, uh, who even believe necessarily in, in in like, you know, literal translations of things. To my knowledge, and I might be speaking from a place of ignorance. I know I'm speaking from a place of ignorance that like don't have like the experience of like God is here physically. Like you might experience it, phys- experience like you know being guided in a path, whatever. But like right. different than like being able to be like, no, literally that thing. I was able to c- throw this lightning, or or stop, or help pray, literally. Stop yeah. this storm from happening because of my connection with like a lot of D
1: deities feel more like Greek or Roman yes. or right, 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 Norse right, right. gods where they're like sure omni powerful maybe, but then they're also like coming in physical form to hang mm-hmm. out with you and do all those things. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like a tomb on some level, It feels like more like a you know whether whether like like an like an ancestral or communal deity that would have existed in a different area of humanity, where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, exists. We there's a lot of a uh, lot to be gained from this presence, but it's not like they're not the tomb's not coming like not here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, but and I think this is what we we are playing with with Jesu is like. One of the pockets that does have more of a a belief that there's real, you know, physical interaction from the god just turns out to have somebody that has access to divine magic, and like, that is that a coincidence or
2: is that uh, why they have their belief? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a this is a now a shift, yeah, but I had yeah. some crit that I wanted to talk about, Let's which is from Kylie of just your experience with getting the necklace from your mom and then being like why would she give me that and then also opening the letter and being like I don't care if my mom knows that I opened the letter that's for my dad mm-hmm. I'm just curious what I mean your relationship like uh, uh Joe's relationship is with her mother and like what like because it feels a little bit like there's some animosity there and I know she's obviously traveling a lot so I'm just curious what's happening there
3: yeah i think that it's not like a lot of animosity but like probably a little because she's not very present Mm. and so she Mm -hmm. like isn't around to help with the business she's not around to be an emotional support system for me or my dad so i think that like i think then um i think then joe can like revert to like a teenage version of herself a bit with her mm-hmm. mom. Well, and you did with,
1: just lose a year, so.
3: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I, but I also think Joe, like Joe doesn't really do rules. Like rules for rules sake is mm-hmm. like not a value that Joe has. So like I think seeing the letter and it's addressed to her dad and her dad and her are so intertwined that it's just like, She knows that she's not gonna read a letter that's like this romantic love letter that would infringe Mm. upon like maybe like deep emotional things. And so I think because of the nature of her relationship with her dad, it's just like they are such a unit that it that I don't think Joe opened it thinking maybe it would upset her mom a bit, but it wouldn't upset her dad. Mm. Well, that's Mm. that was what that was what the crit part of it to me was Mm. like Mm -hmm. because
2: like if if you and your dad are such a unit that of course you're gonna open the letter that's for your dad and that's not gonna be a big thing, but she still has a little warning mm-hmm. for like <laughs> you specifically. Like that, I was just like, wow, what what I a conversation that needs to happen.
3: I don't know if the warning was even for me or just like yeah. anyone opening mm-hmm. that letter. But, but I the think, fact that she didn't mm. think about the fact that you might I don't know. Sure. Sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially like like,
3: they wouldn't, she wouldn't have expected me to be on a ship, like intercepting that letter. Like that would just, I think Joe just being where she's at right now is like not a norm. Mm -hmm. So normally the letter would show up at her house, but I think it would, I think to Joe, there's a very good chance that that letter to her dad would sit in a pile of mail that he's not going to open, that then like she would be opening (laughs) anyway. And so, yeah, I think it's twofold that it wasn't necessarily like, to be confrontational to her mother to open it. Like there is a practicality of like, my dad's not going to read this anyways, because I'm the one that gets things done. So I'm going to open the letter, but also like, okay, mom, you can be mad. Like I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome. Any other moments we want to talk about? One of one of the things that I feel like a lot is coming up for me from episode 13 because I just uh, edited it, but I, feel like it was joshua you called something out as being a human moment and i really liked that Mm. in in dirty crit because it's i think it can be easy to think crit we're looking for bad things like problematic things but also i think it's really fun to talk about the moments that are like so indelibly human that they just kind of resonate with you and Mm. i feel like it's still crit in a way because it overlaps with real life so much, even though it mm-hmm. might be incredibly sweet or yeah. heartwarming or generous or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think the Jasu-Titan interaction like when mm. when uh, Jasu was clearly like mm. disassociating. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, 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 I think it's, you know, that's something that Deanna and I talk about a, a lot like in, in, in life about like the moments where it's like triggered, I'm out and it's just like mm-hmm. hey to be able to recognize like um this person's doing through going through a thing right now can may i assist you in coming back to this place this place is here for you whenever you are ready to come to it no pressure mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. can be super useful yeah uh, and so i think that, that that was a that was a that was an interesting moment and also for you know titan to be like here's what i can provide for you mm-hmm. this might not be useful for, for you but like if you want this I got it. (laughs) Well,
2: that's that's what I thought was really like. uh, I thought that was a beautiful moment for because like it 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 was supportive, but Titan was also very honest about what they could bring to the table, saying like, (laughs) "I will tell you most likely to go murder that person, but um, we could talk about it." (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, I think that like also, I think Titan and Jesu's relationship. Has like shifted a lot from how it was in the mm. beginning, yeah. and so this has been that was cool to see too. Of just like the fact that it's it's continues to develop, and just Sue so feeling a little bit like, oh, maybe I could take a little bit of Titan and say, you know, maybe the sun doesn't shine as bright for you over there. <laughs> yeah. Saying those yeah, things that shade to me, was epic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I felt like
1: a real growth moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where well, she's
2: like, oh. But I think also like that coupled with uh, uh, then having to deal with Delargo and like mm. uh, trying to go through what she's been trained to do, like that's mm-hmm. why she's here on this continent is <laughs> to do exactly that, yeah. and then for that not to go well, I think she's having a lot of a lot of things going on.
1: Yeah, kind of yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, anything else? I'll
3: segue think, into just thinking about how this will be the first episode back from our summer break. Yeah. And just like thinking about like being real life humans. Like, yes, thank you all for like letting us take. Thank you to all you listeners out there who were patient Fred. with us while hey, we Fred. took our summer break. Because it's like yeah. important yeah. for us to be able to be humans and take care of our needs and um, take care of ourselves so we can just like come back full force totally. to this pod.
1: Yeah, I feel like, like it's been a really nice sort of mini arc setup that we've we've had like we're clearly in the still in in the middle of the storm haven arc as a whole mm. but that mm. first eight episode chunk was like all dealing with the water and then hot on the heels of that it was like oh what are we going to do about the kids and yeah. then it feels like we we just finished up that arc and the beginning of this episode felt like kind of Tying the bow on that, and now that you're back in Stormhaven, it really feels like we are into the return to Stormhaven arc. Yeah, agreed. Um, So that's that's fun to set off on that at at the outset of the Queen's Day celebration. Woo! Yes, Queen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I can't wait until we get to play through some of that uh, next time. And in the meantime, anybody want to plug anything? I have a plug. Yeah, please.
2: I want to send out a huge thank you and appreciation to any of our listeners that have a K in their name. Wow. Super big plug for anyone who's named their child. Anything that includes a K in, in their name. Amazing. Preferably not in the beginning of the name. If uh-huh. you have a K in the middle of your name, okay. I really just want to appreciate you right just,
1: now. Oh, okay, great. Middle <laughs> K's. Middle K's are getting some appreciation. All right, middle K's. Wow. Let's right. go. All right, right. Uh, Joshua. Anything?
0: Um, August. Um, uh, if you're in the St. Louis area. This show that I've been doing here in Boston, the Lehman Trilogy, is coming to the Repertory Theatre of St. Oh. St. Louis, and I'll be doing it over there oh, really uh, beginning good. of September. That so really, really cool. good. Uh, come check that out if you're in the Greater St. Louis area. St. Louis, come on and raise up. Wait, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no Nelly, Nelly. How does it go? I have absolutely no clue. Anyway, <laughs> sorry.
2: That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nelly. N- the land
1: of Nelly. We're coming. All right. And Kylie, you want to plug anything?
3: Um, I'm going to plug summertime. I'm going to plug setting boundaries with your work and taking vacation to enjoy the summer. That's my plug. That's what I'm doing this summer. Hope everyone else gets to do that this Honestly,
1: summer. Honestly, Kylie, you always have the most useful plugs so I, real. I think our listeners can probably take the most benefit <laughs> from your plugs uh because i'm gonna be super self-centered here and plug something that i forgot to plug earlier when it actually came out but i had another tv spot release Ooh. blast month it. in may uh city on fire on apple plus Whoa. yeah i say one line and i'm in i think a grand total of you know 90 seconds of it maybe maybe it's hell last yeah it's awesome best 90 seconds uh, yeah but it's uh, it's there if you want to watch it episode 3 I think I think wow yeah
4: right
1: yay cool and we'd love to hear from you so plug things that you have going on on where you can reach us which yeah, is that's lots right. of places that's right yo yeah. we will come support if we're around oh, Yeah, for I, sure I, I truly know.
2: would I truly would
1: you can, you can do that on the socials at whencrithappens. Instagram is definitely best. Or email us, whencrithappens at gmail.com. We com. love email. We're still waiting for that email. That <laughs> Somebody Gosh, do someone it. Someone send us an email. <laughs> preferably if you do have it. a
2: K in the middle of your name.
1: <laughs> and if you haven't had enough of us, head on over to our Patreon for more. Patreon.com slash whencrithappens.
3: Yay! Crit on them, everybody. On
1: crit
4: on <laughs>
1: Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Burkdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.